0: This is the University of Northern Colorado Bears Coaches Show. Live at the GOAT Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Blake Olson and Matt Gator.
1: Good Tuesday evening from the GOAT in West Greeley. This is the UNC Coaches Show. And we are talking... University of Northern Colorado Bears football. Once again, we do it every Tuesday night right here at the GOAT. And come on out and enjoy uh, the conversation and food and all the monitors with all your favorite sports going on here every night, seven days a week at the GOAT. I'm Blake Olson along with Matt Gator, and our special guest this week is Blair Peterson, the offensive coordinator from UNC and we're going to talk about what happened over the weekend and you know there's a reason that football the ball is shaped the way it is (laughs) because you never know what's going to happen I have to tell you coach I don't think I've experienced a game like that in a long time or as disappointing and I'm sure for you guys as a coaching staff with the the lead that you had playing so well, trying to turn around this program. And here comes a perennial favorite into town. You're dominating the game. And then it all unravels with six minutes to go in the game, under five minutes to go. That's tough.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> obviously it's probably one of the toughest losses I've ever experienced. I've, I've never been a part of anything like that before. And, uh, you know, our kids came out on fire and played great and, uh, you know, just proud of how they came out right because we've been preaching coming out and starting fast and and incremental gains every week Um, and and so you know obviously extremely disappointing uh, heartbreaking right and and so um, you know you work so hard and we're we're improving so much week by week but to to have it you know unravel per se like that yeah it's tough you know there's no call on the call sheet that says throw an interception right And, and there's you know you, you you play the game as you see it going on before your eyes and and, and so you know it's easy to say woulda coulda shoulda shoulda done this shoulda done that you know and coach lamb and myself were sitting up there in the box we're watching the game and what gives us our best chance to win right and, and jacob Sherman was playing lights out he was playing at an extremely high level and uh you know we, we felt like right there he was our go-to in that moment and you know, you look in the second half, and we, we rushed seven times for 11 yards, and they had made adjustments at halftime. They were going to stuff the box, and they were stuffing the yeah. run, and they did a great job of it. You know, credit to their defensive coordinator, Grant Duff. And um, and so, you know, we, we moved the ball in the second half by throwing it. And, and so, you know, unfortunate turn of events. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing is, is how do you respond? And it's what we teach our kids, right? How do you respond when things don't go your way, especially in life, right? I mean, it's a great teacher. Um, for life, you know, and it's what I talked to our, our offense about, like, on, on Sunday. Like, there's going to be moments in your life where it's going well, and all of a sudden it, things take an unexpected turn, and, and, and life smacks you in the face. How are you going to respond? How are you going to respond? How are you going to handle Because one day you're going to be a dad, you're going to be a husband, you're going to be a father, and you're going to have little eyes looking up to you. And they're going to look to How do you respond? And so these are – Tough lessons to learn, but lessons you can carry for the rest of your life. And, you know, the biggest thing is, is we're, we're in a process of learning and growing, and we're taking over the program. And it's like I told Coach, uh, Coach Lamb the other day, we're, we're building this, the foundation the right way. It'd be easy to come in here and, and have some quick fix and, you know, gimmick up some wins and this and that, and everyone feels great about it. But do you have a sure foundation that you're building going forward so you have stability mm-hmm. for the future? And so, um, <clears throat> you know, I think last week at my press conference, I mentioned the great Bobby Bowden. Um, And he said, when you're taking over programs, and there's a reason why you're taking over programs, you're a new staff, right? We all get that. He said, but when you're taking over, at first, you have a tendency to lose big, and then you lose close, and then you win close, and then you win big, right? And so that's all part of that process. I I think in in today's world, everyone wants this instantaneous success, this instantaneous turnaround, but it's not always like that, right? It goes back to good old-fashioned hard work and investment and and takes time to turn things around. And that's what we're in right now. We're, we're turning around and just so proud of our kids for the way that they did battle and the way that they responded when things didn't go their way um, throughout the course of those games, uh, the game. And, and uh, you know, I have full confidence that our kids are going to respond the right way.
3: So, Coach, I wanted to ask, and I know you know this, but just want to provide some context for those people mm-hmm. listening. First three drives, all touchdowns. Yep. Was it was 75 yards, I think, 78 yards and 93 yards. Yeah. And then after that, on offense, there were six punts, a turnover on downs. Yep. And the three interceptions. points, th- And it, it feels like it could have been more than that. It should have been more than that. Yeah, it right. could have, should have been more than that. Absolutely. What do we need to see to just get that next year?
2: Yeah. So I, I think it's what we're, the message we're preaching to our kids is just finish. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like anybody can do anything really, really good for a little little amount of time or half the half the amount of time that's required. It's the good teams or people in life that have a lot of success when you can do it and you can finish through the end the same way you started. Right? It goes back to the message I talked about with our kids in training camp. Don't be a first day guy. It's about the standard of excellence. Right? Anybody can be a first day guy at training camp when it's when it's you know it's new and it's fresh and it's easy and it's fun. Yeah. Right? And and but who's going to be that same? Guy?
0: We've redefined Coach Speak. I don't care what your sport is, what your classification is, to go undefeated is so difficult. Legendary basketball coach Bruce Dick talks to preps coaches and student athletes around Northern Colorado. We are talking with Walker Martin.
1: I tell all these little kids, don't take it for granted because that's what's going to separate yourself from everybody else once time flies by and you get older.
0: Coach Speak, weekdays at 10 on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Northern Colorado's voice is 1310-KFKA. Good morning, NOCO. There's a lot of personal responsibility that comes into this as well. It's like suing Siri for leading you into a lake. Coach speak. It's really changed high school recruiting, the transfer portal, and the NIL. The Hull Show. This is not bad. I feel like it's hype. I don't know why, but I didn't have an issue with it. I didn't think that this broke any of Sean Payton's guidelines. That's all I have to say about that. KFKA keeps it local. Good morning, NOCO at 6. You can't bring an economy that was booming to its knees and not expect to have bad things happen. Coach speak at 10. Now you're seeing how good these teams can be and some of the quality athletes that are at these two schools. And the whole show at 11. Pac-12 gave you a great deal. You could have been on the interwebs for your games. We are Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Northern Colorado's voice is 1310 KFKA. What is there to disagree with? Good morning, no-co. This isn't a Republican-Democrat debate. This is a human conversation that has to take place. Coach speak. But when a kid is in middle school, they may have no idea what position's going to be a best fit for them, you know, come high school. The whole Show. I've said this from the get-go. He is a great player on his best days. He's a superstar in his best days. He doesn't have those best days all the time. Brew talk. Packaging is so expensive. It's what we're buying when we buy the beer. So we want the smallest amount of packaging possible because I don't eat the can. Let's minimize that. The nerd show. Wait, didn't we do this already in the Marvel Universe like four years ago? No, they have to reboot it somehow. Preps rewind. High
1: school sports is still like the highest level of sports that is still true and pure.
0: Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.
2: Um, yep. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? Our kids have gotten so much better. I mean, we play out of state, we have our best output. We come back and we're playing, you know, what would be considered one of the top defenses in the country. We have a pretty good output, um, you know, it's, especially in the first half. We've got to be better in the second half. But it's like, okay, so we can string four quarters together. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to be really, really good. Um, yep. I gotta, I gotta, I'm good buddies with the head coach at Idaho State, and I got a text message from the other night uh, after a game, and he goes, man you guys are like the scariest team in the Big Sky right now because you're getting so much better every single week and everyone notices it. It's not Mm like, oh, yeah, it's Northern Colorado, they're 0-5. It's like... Everybody better be on high alert because that thing is flipping really, really fast.
1: I agree. Right? Mm-hmm. No, one of my buddies point.
2: at Weber State, after the game, he goes, man, that's, that's a different Northern Colorado team than the, than the one we played last time when they got blown out like yep. you know, a lot, a lot to a little. He goes, mm-hmm. hey, I was on that team, Coach. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Easy,
1: easy. <laughs> but, but he was like, that's He that. didn't say it was your <laughs> Yeah, I didn't say it.
2: But he said, that's a, that's a different team. And he was like, yeah, point blank. We got out of there lucky. Like, and, yeah. you know, they made the plays when it counted. We didn't credit to them but we're in the process and it might not be showing up in the results right now the way we want them to sure but we are getting so much better and it's it's so exciting for what's about to happen
1: You're listening to UNC Bears Offensive Coordinator Blair Peterson. I'm Blake Olson along with Matt Gator. We do the games every Saturday on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. You're listening to the UNC Bears Coaches Show at the GOAT in West Greeley. We're going to take a quick break and come back with Coach peterson as we talk about the tight ends who scored even though the starting tight end didn't play we're going to talk about the running game and much more as the bears get ready for sacramento state not this weekend but next weekend it's the bye week here in greeley for the unc bears stay with us Again, the GOAT from the UNC Coaches Show, Blake Olson, along with Matt Gator, and Blair Peterson, the offensive coordinator from the UNC Bears. Coach, uh, we talked about what happened at the end of the game, disappointing, one of the most, if not the most disappointing games you've ever been involved with yep. as a coach, a player, uh, <laughs> as a fan. Uh, We understand all that. Now you have to move on. I want to look at the positives if we could. Alec Pell did not play, did not start, but it was great to see the two other tight ends make big plays. Once again, uh, Kyle Helbig, and then Fisher Clemens in the back of the end zone. He just ripped that thing. What is he six? what is he it's six, six seven? seven? Yeah, yeah, six yeah. seven. Big drink of water. He can catch. He can play. He can block. I love. I love the tight ends.
2: Yeah, tight ends were awesome. They play played phenomenal. We we have a great group of tight ends, and so uh, whoever's in there, we trust to get the job done. And uh, it, it's so fun to let those guys get showcased a little bit. And so I mean. Fisher made an unbelievable catch, and, and not only was it an unbelievable catch, it was an unbelievable throw. I mean, to right. butter, It, it when, sure was. you go back and watch the game tape, I mean that, that ball is probably six inches over the defender's hands, <laughs> and then right. Fisher obviously completed the play with the catch, and the best part for me is he catches it with two hands, and then you can see him just like palm it like he's just <laughs> – Exactly. It's like, holy smokes, this is like a baby toy in your hand as he's looking <laughs> to get two feet down, right? Um, you know, Kyle Helbig had a heck of a day. Um, you know, he caught the first touchdown of the game, and then all of that, he had a big 38-yard reception – Yes. Um, in the fourth quarter, which we thought was going to set up, a, you know, a, a, another scoring opportunity. So tight ends played great; they've, they've been doing their job, and, and it's so fun because those are the guys that literally come to work every day. They don't complain; they don't say anything. You know, I'm not getting the ball or this; and that they just go to work. Whatever they, that's asked of them, they just work, and, and they're they're fantastic. So, love those guys. Was super excited to, to see both those guys have success.
3: So, coach, I want to ask about true freshman. I think getting his. First playing action, if not his first significant action this season, Braden Monroe, I th- he had one of the better two-reception games that I've ever seen in it. Because on two of those touchdowns, the one from Helbig and then Afari, he was down there downfield being the lead blocker for those guys. What can you say about him and his game?
2: He's a stud. He's a yeah. baller. Um, we saw it in training camp, and we knew he had something special. And it was just one of those things of, okay, what, how far along is he? Is he ready to play in the game? You know, you he's a freshman how much can he he handle he did amazing he he was everything we thought he would um, would be and and so just I I went up to him on Friday morning and I walked through and I said hey you nervous and he looked at me just kind of like no (laughs) (laughs) he's like maybe when we get to the game maybe I'm like yeah and that's the brain we know just so just steady Eddie just calm as can be just you know just you know not too high not too low just does his thing and moment wasn't too big for him we're so proud of him but I mean, the huge catch to set up the first touchdown, and, and he had a, a couple other really big time catches mm-hmm. on an over route. Was a tough catch. He did set up the block for Afari. I mean, he's not there blocking and straining and making that second effort. I don't know if we're getting in. Maybe we're stopped on the, the three or the mm-hmm. four. Um, mm-hmm. But just played his tail off and competed. And you know, there's another one we had down the sideline in the second half. I, I thought we had him open, and we threw we threw the ball to hell. Big it was a game of seven on first down. But there's um. He, he's a really good player, and I'm so excited to see what he can continue to do this year and, and going forward. Uh, we, we, you know, we love having him, and, and uh, yeah, can't say enough good things about him.
1: Well, the receiving core is impressive. I think it, week in, week out, we're going to see someone step up. Yeah. That's uh, the depth. I mean, you can see it from up top, at least I can, compared to previous years.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's been fun to see that group come together. Um, Jamari Robinson has really continued to grow in confidence and and what he's done he probably had his best game of the year Mm -hmm. um he we we nominated him we had him as our offensive player of the game yeah he had a great game I mean seven receptions 73 yards um did pretty good in the blocking game as well would have had the big one you know that they called back but that was his best game by far and you know Blake um Haggerty is is a stud in the slot and you know, you got Ty Arrington, who's just you know do whatever you ask. You know, yep. Zane and Zinicola. Like, we got a really good group. And, and you know, part of that thing in, the, in early in the season was was figuring out who we were and who we really had, and and who was ready to play now, right? Mm-hmm. We we got a lot of talent in the room, but sometimes the talent isn't necessarily ready to play, and and other times it's like you know they are, or you have other guys that develop and blossom a little a little later than you expect, and then they're ready to go. And so that room's really taking shape, and. uh you know, we talked about it. Um, you know, early early this week, and we're just like we, we feel like that room's really starting to come into its own. We have a really good tight end room. Our receiver room is, is really getting a lot better week by week. Um, our offensive line is improving. I know that that situation's felt like musical chairs, um, and you know, I was really proud of the offensive line. You know, you know, found out that Aiden Mo wasn't going to play. You know, probably midweek or something like right. that. And we just had guys just step up and step in, and, and, and that's kind of been the name of the game for the offensive line was. All right, who's in? Doesn't matter. Just go play ball. And it, I think it's going to pay dividends for that group because it's not a, it, it's developing a mentality of just, you know what, we find a way. We're going to find a way to make this work. We're going to get gritty. We're going to get tougher. We're going to find a way to, to to perform regardless of who's in there. And, and so, uh, you know, it's first five weeks, there's been a lot of growing pains. There's been a lot of lessons learned. There's been a, we've had to learn our team as coaches as well. You know, you think you know your team. But until you actually start playing the games and actually they go out there and do it when the lights are on, you don't really know. And, and so, we, we you know, Jacob Sermon's been playing really good ball as of late. I mean, he started Idaho State game, you know, 16 for 18 and, mm-hmm. and uh, for 168 yards. And so I think everyone's starting to find that, that rhythm together, right? And, and so it's been – like you guys have seen, like the last – there's been games. I mean, there's, it's, we played a really good half of the last three games. Really good second half of Washington State. Really good first half. Um, you know Idaho State in third quarter, and then the really good first half of this last game. The the key and the challenge is, is okay. We've improved a lot from Abilene Christian and from Incarnate Word. How do we take that next step to then put a full complete game together? The other thing is I think our team has figured out. You know we, we, we got a lot of young players. Like we return everybody next year except for the quarterback. Amazing, right? And so we've got a really good, really bright future. But I think part of that too is when you have a young team, it's, it's kind of like you dip your toe in the water for the pool on a cold day and you're like, how cold is this thing? Do I really want to get in? Or am I just going to just jump in, right? And I think we've had a lot of players just with games, like kind of like, let me feel this thing out. Like, can I compete with Weber State? Can mm-hmm. I compete with Washington? And to see the confidence grow. Now it's like there's a, there is a true confidence in the building. It's like it doesn't matter who we play anymore. I don't care their ranking. I don't care where they're from, what their logo is. We know we can go out there, and if we execute, like we know we can and we've shown we can, it doesn't matter who's lined up across from us or what the ranking is. We can go score points. We can go perform well. And that's been a uh, just as big as anything else. That's been a big part of our growth and development on offense is that confidence. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I heard the players say it just yesterday. They said, Coach, we know for sure, like, it doesn't matter who's on our schedule. We can go out there and perform and score and execute and do our thing. That's a different tune than they were singing week one, two, and three. Sure. It was like, man, Incarnate Word, you know, like number 10 in the country. Like, oh, man, Washington State's really good. Like, the confidence, that's all part of this process, right? Yes. And so everyone thinks, oh, just because you have talented players, you're going to start winning. That's not That's not true. You have to learn how to win. Winning is like Training anything you do is exercising your muscle like you get stronger and stronger, the closer and better you get, the more you invest and so when you take over programs that haven 't had a bunch of success you know historically or traditionally like learning how to win is part of the, the process and and so that 's where we 're at as well we 're not just learning how to execute or who our team is or or, or you know confidence we 're also learning how to win and so that's i, I think we're're we 're we're knocking right on the door um, and so Really, uh, as much as we've had a lot of heartbreak in the last couple games, mm-hmm. um, and no one wants to go through it, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Because, one, you find out how much you really invested and how much you really care and how much it really means to you. But, two, like, you realize we're not far off. Like, we're knocking on the door. And as soon as we break through, watch out. Here we come. So we're, we're, we're on the right track.
3: So, Coach, you mentioned Jacob Sermon. I think the quarterback always gets way too much credit. Yeah. And way too much blame. <laughs> three interceptions to end the game. Sure. Did you say anything to him after the game or since having those meetings just to c- give him that confidence back or tell him, hey, like, we're good, we're behind you? Or was there a message to him, or is that just kind of he knows that? I, being well, a senior? I
2: think, I think it's twofold, right? I think, one, I know how I was feeling after the game. I didn't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> I mean, you guys see me. I <laughs> usually, right. yeah, it's, when I'm hurting, I'm up there in that box <laughs> 10, 15, 20 minutes after the game by myself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just process and everything, and I know. I think. I think everyone, you know, no one wants to feel the the, the pity, sympathy. They yep. want to know it's real and genuine. And so I gave him a space, and I texted him at night, and, and told him that I love him. And he played a heck of a game. He really did. Played a heck of a game outside of the the end. And we all wish we could have done things different, and things would have turned out different. And there's a lot to improve, not just on him, on everybody, mm-hmm. right? And, and you, you know, we we talked off the break. Like, not all those inter- interceptions are on him. That's a team thing, right? There, there's there's things that happen as a team that that, you know, lead to those results. And there's no, there's no call sheet. There's no, no call on the, on, the, on the game plan that says interception. It's not like we called, hey, you know, dice right, interception, right? <laughs> right. And, and so, like, there was, you know, we felt we had a good play. We moved the pocket on one. We called a quick game on another. And some of the most unfortunate things I've ever seen happen on a football field took place. And it's just one of those things of that, man, that's crazy. But, you know, I talked to Sherm um, on Sunday at, at length, and uh, he knows we love and we're behind him. Uh, he has played some really good football. Now, my dad, who was an NFL scout for 19 years, his name's on a plaque in the NFL Hall of Fame for one of the best scouts of all time, he was at the game and he said, man, that was an NFL quarterback performance outside of the last three minutes. Wow. He said the throws he was making and the windows he was making, the poise that he played, the pocket presence he had, we got a special quarterback. We got a young team around him, but we got a special quarterback. Man, I wish I had the kid for two more years. <laughs> right. Right? Like, <laughs> but he, he, he provides tre- tremendous leadership for us. He, he, he kind of is the rock that keeps this thing going and, and, and bringing mm-hmm. us all together. Um, but, I mean, I played the position. Uh, he he, know, like, he knows what happened. We all know what happened. Like, wh- why, why? Yeah, we went in the film room. We corrected it. We talked about it. But, man, you ain't got to beat a dead horse about it. Like, <laughs> yep. he's already exactly. hurt bad enough. I mean, I'm hurt bad enough. Yeah. And, and so it's one of those things, okay, how do we get better? And listen. And I told him, I, was like, I got your back 100% all the way through. And. And so he knows that we're in this thing with him. And, and, I mean, without without Jacob Summer, we're not even in that game. Without the throws that he made, stepping up in the pocket and finding guys in late checkdowns, we're not even in the game, mm-hmm. right? So it's easy to say, oh, man, point to those three interceptions. But, man, let's look at the first half he had. Let, let, let's look what he did when the running game wasn't going in the second half and he would still step up and find the check down and find this and that. And so he p- played a tremendous out – of, outside of three plays – he played a tremendous football game, and so, hundred percent, we have his back, and he knows that. We we've communicated that, and we you know, there's a lot of personal conversations that you know we don't need to disclose here on the air. but, but uh, he knows that we're in it with him, and, and uh, we have full confidence in Jacob Sherman.
1: Yep, Coach, I'm so glad that you talked about Jacob as a leader. And we're fortunate to have him. We're also fortunate to have you. You're doing an outstanding job. Love working with you. The offensive coordinator from the University of Northern Colorado, Blair Peterson, thank you very much thank you, for joining us here on this Tuesday night on the UNC Coaches Show. Let's go beat uh, Sacramento State, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. And thanks a lot for, again Absolutely. for joining us. We'll talk to you uh, later in the week and next week as we get ready for Sac State.
2: Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks you for bet. Me.
1: Coach, great job. All right, well, we're going to return with the defensive coordinator, Preston Hadley from UNC, coming up after this break on 1031 and 1310 KFKA. You're listening to the UNC Coaches Show. Welcome back to Wes Greeley and the Goat for the UNC Coaches Show. We do it every Tuesday night from 6.30 to 7.30. And Matt Gator and myself have a special guest along with head coach Ed Lamb. Coach Lamb is off tonight. It's a bye week, but we have the coordinators here. We just heard from Blair Peterson, the offensive coordinator, and now the defensive coordinator, Preston Hadley. And I enjoy talking to this guy. Uh, every weekend before the games. Just so much fun to talk to you and Coach Peterson. Thanks a lot for coming on. I appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. I know it's a difficult uh, week for you, <coughs> especially after a loss like that one, to have to go a week without a game. How difficult has this been for you uh, the past three
4: days? Uh, you know, you you look back and you know, obviously... As a, as a coach and then just as a play caller, you know, you run through in your mind, okay, what could I have done different? What should I have done different in, in my role? Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously everything's always in hindsight, um, you know, but given the circumstances, I think that the, the boys are responding in the right way. You know, it's, uh, I'm not going to sit here and talk like, you know, the outcome wasn't uh, disappointing for everybody. For players, for coaches, for uh, fans, for for everybody who's invested into the program, um, but there's there's a lot of good to take from it, and that's what we're trying to do. Our just defensively, our, our focus is um, is is less on outcomes because you can't always control outcomes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Absolutely. And that's why our our goals defensively, we don't have goals like hold the team to X amount of points or hold the team to x amount of yards because um, you can't really control that always you know and and so that all of our goals is just asking yourself do i play with great effort do i prepare with great effort do i play with a great attitude and do i play with great energy you know and so th- those are our goals that we've defined for for our players on defense because I, I think if you you know in a case like this if you just focus on the outcomes You know, I I think we live in a day and an age where there's a lot more awareness to this, but it can trigger anxiety, it can trigger doubt, it can trigger insecurity or just doubts in your own abilities. And so um, I I, I think uh, I'm I'm really bought into our approach to the way we're doing things as a team and the way that we're approaching uh, just defensive football here. And I say it every week, but as we just focus on these things, the score will take care of itself and uh we'll continue to focus on that and you know there's a lot we li- we made a lot of mistakes and need to make a lot of corrections however um there's 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 something there to build off of uh like my my biggest like the thing i was just most excited about the game despite the outcome um, is just the uh the inspired play by both the offense and the defense and the special teams like mm-hmm. the boys played inspired and um, and it's you—you you see it building off of each week, regardless of the outcome. That's what's most impressed me about this team—is uh, this team's ability to continue to build. You know, I mean, we're we're sitting here staring at zero five in the face right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and but if you look at the if you turn the tape on and look at the way that we're playing the game in all three phases of the game—not not not results or outcomes, but just mm-hmm. how we are playing the game. Uh, you wouldn't know any different, and so I think as a coach, I can work with that.
3: So, Coach Tomatua one of the starting linebackers, wasn't playing at least on the defensive side of the ball this last week. So we saw Jacob. We saw a whole lot of different guys in there, especially Jacob Stanton. Seemed like he was playing some more. Led the team in tackles this last week. Was named one of the UNC Student Athletes of the Week. What can you say about him, his performance in the game, kind of how he's been coming along this year?
4: You know, I'll, I'll be the first person to admit it, um, that he proved me wrong. He proved a lot, a lot of people wrong. I mean, he was – we we we've, You know, we were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, if you were to tell me back in spring that Jacob Stanton would have had 12 tackles and a pick and be the, the player of the game or, <laughs> or whatever he is, you know, I, shoot, man, you know. <laughs> right. Um, so I was just super happy for him. And uh, just really excited for him and the work and the resilience that he 's put in, he started out fall camp as a as a third stri- as a third teamer wow, and he 's just hung in there and he 's just battled and, and some weeks his role has been bigger than it is, and you know he there was an opportunity for him, regardless of how that opportunity came about. Um, there was an opportunity for him, and he made the most of his opportunity and uh, I was just really impressed by just the way that. Just, just who he is, you know, you can tell he's, he's been raised right. Uh, he has the right mindset, the right attitude, and uh, you, you don't see that a lot today. You know, yeah. I think society is, uh, it enables us to quit, yeah. you know, and, and he's a right. guy, he has, he, he's got no quit in him, and, you know, he, he embodies what we're trying to, uh, the culture that we're trying to build here.
1: Well, that's exactly right, because he, he's not concerned about his outcome. He's working hard for the team. He's he's doing everything that that is asked of him and then here you see the outcome in a game he gets his opportunity and he's blessed. You know, but that's hard
4: work, right? It, it is and that but that, and I think it, that just goes back to the culture that uh, coach Lamb is, is trying to build here. Mm-hmm. Well, we just show up and work. That's and right. we don't need to say much. We don't need all the the flash and the and and the glamour and not that anything's wrong with that. Um, but that's just not who we are here, and you know we, we, we talk with our pads, we talk with the weight room, and I think Stanton is uh, is walking evidence of, of that. And so, uh, like, like I said, I'm I'm really excited for him, really happy for him, and for his family. Um, that's one of the most enjoyable parts of this is just to see the joy that that this brings the families mm-hmm. of the players, the people. Who have sacrificed for the players and for the coaches to be here? That's right. You know, and and again, those those are our focuses, and we're not in the business of talking about moral victories or anything. You know, like we we can be better, we will be better, um, and and we are working to 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 accomplish that. But uh, along the way, we are in the business of uh, acknowledging the small victories along the way.
1: Um. I want to talk about the, sorry about that, man. I thought you had some great question all ready to go here. Uh, The uh, cornerbacks, two guys who aren't true freshmen, Tyzel Lewis and Cam Murray pick off passes. You talk about an individual like Murray who transferred from Wyoming, and he's just happy to be playing the the game. And you see these things happen during a game with Ty and a beautiful, I mean, he he couldn't have uh, received a better pass if he were a receiver. But great coverage on that play, and you have to be happy for those guys picking off passes as well
4: yeah those guys you know all the success that they had and have had and will have um it's it's well deserved you know and and uh coach uh williams d j williams has done a great job with with Tyzel and with the d b s and in uh, helping them build their confidence and uh develop as football players and not just uh as football players but as people and just their their football i q and so for tizzy you know all that that you know to to he was to be in trail and Track the football from from a trail position and get back in phase, all while tracking the football. That's that's ball skills right there, and that's what we as coaches we say. That's that's the from the from the drill to the real, you know. And <laughs> so right. those those are the things that get you real excited as a coach. And so um, I was really excited for, for for Tizzy and for Cam, and Cam's been through a lot of adversity as well as Tizzy, and mm-hmm. and along with uh, a lot of our players. And so it's it's as a coach it's really enjoyable to see to see uh, some of the fruits of of the work that they've been putting in. So it's just a lot of good happening out there.
1: Absolutely. All right, Matt knows radio more than I did. He he knew we had to take a break, and I, I wouldn't shut up. But I'm so fascinated talking to Coach Hadley, and we're going to continue here at the Goat on the UNC Coaches Show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. We're going to ask Coach Hadley where he grew up and what he's all about because he has an interesting story. The former BYU uh, Cougar. We'll talk to him about that and much more as we get ready for Sacramento State. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Uh, here in Greeley uh, as week six for the Bears continue. Stay with us on 103.1 and 1310 KFK. And welcome back to Wes Greeley and the GOAT and the UNC Coaches Show. Right here on 103.1 and 1310 KFK. I'm Blake Olson along with Matt Gator and our special guest for this segment and the last segment, defensive coordinator Preston Hadley. doing a great job with the Bears as they try to bounce back next Saturday, not this Saturday, against Sacramento State. That's going to be a huge challenge. But before we get to that, Coach, I talked to you earlier uh, in camp about your father and your relationship there and everything that he's taught you, Uh, you can tell you were raised right. Tell me about your upbringing and and your childhood, where you grew up, where you played college football, high school football. When you told me a couple weeks ago, uh, a night before a game, I was fascinated by it. So tell the fans a little about yourself.
4: Uh, yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd much rather talk about our players and our team. Okay, you know? make it
1: quick. then. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we'll do that in just. Uh, a no, second. I uh,
4: yeah, just a, a quick rundown. So, uh, born in in Southern California, in LA County, and uh, family moved to Utah, and I, I played my football out there. And uh, uh, yeah, my dad he was a he was a janitor mm-hmm. growing up, and my mom she worked in uh, in hospitality mm-hmm. at, uh, as a as a housekeeper. and at at the hotels and so I'm very big on making sure you tip your housekeeper and cleaning up after yourselves and um, I played uh, I I went and uh, I played junior college football and I I went and walked on at Snow College which is located in Utah and I actually was cut the first time I tried out and then I came back again in the spring and made the team and ended up you know being a two-year starter there and and then I was recruited by uh, by a handful of schools, and uh, mm. one of them was BYU. And you know, BYU is a team that I, you know, I, I grew up going to the games and watching, and family supporters, So I didn't really have a choice. I, I was I my <laughs> I actually really wanted to go to Washington State. That's is that who right? recruited me hard. And uh-huh. anyways, I kind of have a. It was a family decision. It we it didn't really have much choice, and I, I'm really <laughs> glad. Uh, but I went to I went to BYU and uh, played. Was a two year starter there, and then had a short stint with the Seahawks and. Um, after that, I, you know, when you're done playing, you coach, or, or for some of us, you do. And so sure. I, I kind of fell into coaching through some guidance from some of my own mentors, and, and now I'm,
3: I'm here at UNC. Doing an awesome job. So, Coach, we'll how had you talk about yourself? You know, you said you wanted to talk about the players <laughs> and the team, though. So Sac State coming up after the bye week. How does that – and Sac State, obviously a good team, one of the top teams in the big sky – four and one right now they're averaging about 30 points a game what is the preparation going to look like for them
4: you know that's the great thing about college football is you know every coaching staff every team has a has a process you know and our process is is not broken Mm -hmm. Um, processes can be refined and that's something that we look to do each week after every game you know as you know, there's a lot of good coaches in this league, and you know they find they find flaws in your system or flaws in your process, and so that's the enjoyable part about this profession is you're you're constantly always striving or seeking to um, improve. And uh, but not, I think defensively, you know, I, I think our our players have every reason to go in and be confident. Uh, we just went toes with the standard in our league, you know, in Weber State. I coached there, I recruited a lot of the help, was involved in a lot of the recru- recruitment of those players coached with a lot of the coaches like that is the standard, you know, they've won four of the last six conference championships wow. and we just defensively. And as a team, you know, we, we, we went in and played a, a really good football game. Now the, the outcome was not what we had had hoped for. Or, um, and there's things to correct there, but I, I think our team, uh, both offensively and defensively should go into the Sac state game feeling, feeling very confident. You know, I think the, you know, I, like I said, the boys just played inspired in all three phases of the game. And, you know, I, if, if people want to pump up the defense, well, the defense doesn't play the way that they played without the play of the offense. Mm-hmm. Weber State marched down in less than three minutes and scored, and our offense marched right back and exchanged a punch for a punch. And especially in that first half, You know that that the play of the offense is what inspired the energy and the effort from the defense and which I think carried over into the second half and so um, I think if we continue to play as a team and play complimentary in however that looks like Complimentary looks very different. You know can look very different for for a lot of different teams and uh, we we, We've seen there's been moments and we've seen those moments where uh, we're capable of doing something and I, I think that I think that we're a dangerous team and I think teams know that Northern Colorado is is trending in the right direction, and um, I'm excited to see how the boys perform in two weeks.
1: For fans like maybe my wife who may be listening tonight, and (laughs) Coach Lamb talks about this a lot, when you say the shape of the defense, I'm going to challenge you here. What do you mean by the shape of the defense in your (laughs) defense?
4: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, shape of the defense. Just if you were to, okay, I'm a millennial now. Okay, so oh, okay. it's gonna come out in different words, Lamb. But like if we were to turn on Madden. And look up a Madden what, play. What,
1: uh, Ma- what's that? Madden? Madden? What is that?
4: Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> Gator, you know Madden. You're a millennial. You. All right, all right, all right. No, go no, ahead. I'm sorry. It's a, I it's to, a video game, to, a football video to throw game. to out there. Okay.
1: Now, I, I told my son one time when he was, I think he was eight or nine, and he said, Dad, Madden, you know he's talking about? Madden. I go, yeah, he was a great coach. And he, you know what he said? He was a, what? He oh, was no. a coach? So, you see, see that's where a I'm coming from. Him. Okay, go that's ahead. millennial Forgive me. I digress.
4: No, but if if you were just to to take a screenshot of just a play from Madden, right? That's Uh what I think most uh, is relatable to people. Sure. There's on a defense, you'll just use cover three, for example, where there's there's three deep players, zone players, and there's four underneath zone players. And on every given play, they maintain that, that integrity of space or that that shape of the defense. And so it's just another way. It's just another word or the language that we use to just play smart and do your job. You know if you're a cutback player on the backside then stay backside you know you see it when teams go misdirection or reverse field you know and usually if that happens it means that someone wasn't being disciplined and keeping the shape or uh, being disciplined backside. So coach we
3: we saw LaDavion Osborne getting his first playing time in this game last Saturday what can you say about him and how much of an impact he'll have for this defense moving forward? Well if you have great corners
4: and you have a a great D-line I think you can play really good defense and so Looking back, at that, looking back at that game, I think Tizzy's been playing at a high level, and he played at a really high level in the Weber game. And then you've got LaDavion and also Noah Mangum, who uh, also played. And it was the play of our corners that allowed us to be so aggressive up front and really commit to the run because they were just having, their receivers were having a really hard time getting separation from, from our defensive backs. And mm-hmm. I'm, I feel confident saying our DBs were better than their receivers. And I think the outcome, the, the results, when they tried to target them, showed that, and not to discredit their receivers because they were good, but I just think that's where our, our corners are at right now, our, our DBs, and, you know, we, we've got our areas to improve on, but having Ladavion is huge. Um, I think he will become a, an important part to our defense, um, and just we're, we're really glad to have him in the lineup.
1: How difficult was that last week when you have – Vincent King, we really hadn't talked about him being out. Uh, Vincent was out. Tama was out. We talked about him. And then Nick Norris out. And a guy like Kevon Lakes steps up. This is what you're trying to – this is how you're trying to build your football program, correct? These guys, when they get their opportunity, make the most of it.
4: That, and that goes back to the culture that Coach Lamb's trying to build. Of just mm-hmm. Let's just come in and work and don't talk. And, and I think as a byproduct of that, guys develop the next man up mentality next man pick up the rifle you know mm-hmm. like you mentioned Vinny went down uh uh Tama went down and guess who stepped up Jacob Stan that's right. right player of the game yeah. impacted the game um same thing uh Noah Mangum goes down you know, with a with Correct. just a short, uh, small injury and Ladavion steps up you know so uh, same with Nick Norris and Kevon and, and Kevon came in and had one of the plays of the game a, a fourth down stop inside the red zone that's that's huge and so um, you, you see the culture coming together. You see the culture coming together and the mindset that that uh, is being built from what Coach Lamb's trying to build.
3: So, Coach, in, towards the end of the game, you guys were getting put in some tough positions defensively on your own side of the field. How hard does it make that to play defense, or is that one of those you, just, you always have the expectation of your defense to go out there and get the stop no matter what the situation?
4: So uh, anytime there's a sudden change, right, a yeah. turnover, a fourth down stop, we rally together as a defense. We don't just trickle on the field by ourselves. We rally together. We talk about the situation. And I I remember in in, in one of the instances, we said, "Hey, look, this isn't ideal." Like you know, we had a punt go out of bounds, and mm-hmm. we were started to drive deep, and, you know, on our side of the field. And we said, "Here's the deal. Like this is not not an ideal situation. What are you going to do about it? You know, sprinkle a little bit of effort uh, <laughs> on it." And, <laughs> right. uh, and let's go like what are we here for yeah. right are we here to only play football when it's comfortable or are we here to you know uh i'm on the show so i gotta like uh, come come Clean correct yeah bit. but you, you get a man up you know what i mean yeah and uh right. and i was i was proud of our players i was proud of our defensive staff just our team and uh just that's part of being complimentary you know sometimes the offense stalls and the defense has to has to step up. Sometimes the defense, like, gives up a quick score on the opening drive and the offense has to answer. And so that's football. Like, there's going to be games where we're going to have to score 50 to win, and there's going to be games where we're going to have to hold them under 21. (laughs) You know, and that's that's part of being complimentary. So um, that's just, again, back to the weight room culture, like the weight room emphasis. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think it shows. Like, we really press our guys in the weight room. They're in the weight room suffering, you know, I think – you know, and everybody in the country lifts, but I don't know how many people lift every day or heavy front squatting, heavy back squatting twice a week. You yeah. know, and and doing those those things, and I think it all goes into play, and you, you're starting to see, again, the score starting to take care of itself in the outcomes that the, the, getting the desired outcomes that we want.
1: Defensive coordinator Preston Hadley from the University of Northern Colorado, the Bears. Coach, thank you for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. And welcome to Greeley in Northern Colorado once again.
4: I always appreciate you guys.
1: Absolutely. You are always welcome here at the GOAT in West Greeley. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, Gator, thank you very much uh, for tonight. Great job. And Terry Gaber is not here. He's our super fan. I'm sure he'll be back next week as we get ready for Sacramento State next Saturday on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hey, uh, Mitch Williams, uh, the video coordinator for UNC. His parents are here. Thanks a lot for coming uh, from Wisconsin, their hometown. And yeah, yeah. He, he uh, did a lot of work at Western Illinois, the Leathernecks. So good to see the Williams here. And thank you all for coming here uh, tonight for the UNC Coaches Show. We'll talk to you next weekend. Micah Kilpatrick back at the station. Thanks for your hard work as well. I'm Blake Olson. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next Tuesday.